Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that's not quite as bad as... Hey, Caesar, it's your old pal Brutus. What are you doing tomorrow? Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you uh, live at home. Yeah, home. Yeah, I remember this place. I've been here before. All right, in uh, tonight's show on Pipe Parts, I'm going to talk about some of my favorite things pipe-related and uh, some of my thing, favorite things non-pipe-related, but uh, primarily you know, accessories and, uh, and practices, just to, just to recover those one more time. And then my guest is uh, John Fordham. John's back again. Thank you, John, for uh, covering for us. We uh, had a last-minute cancellation for tonight, and uh, John jumped right back and wanted to have him back anyway. Uh, just, a, just a great guy, so we'll talk to John. Uh, no music tonight because we've got a big mailbag to get caught up on and a rant. All that coming up on tonight's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, and, uh, of course, tomorrow, beware of the Ides of March, and then a happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone, especially our Irish uh, Irish listeners of uh, the great city of Boston and Dublin. Um, anyway, I had a weird experience last week. So I was in, uh, I, I went to Raleigh to uh, spend a couple of days at the uh, Speccom offices, and as part of that, uh, Chuck Stanion invited me over for dinner to his house. And you know what? It's the first time that I can remember in I don't know how long where I got out of my car smoking my pipe, walked up to the door, knocked on the door, Chuck opened the door, went inside, smoking my pipe the entire time. Didn't have to put a pipe out when I walked inside somebody's house, didn't have to leave it sitting in the car. It was just a really cool, really weird experience. And I was trying to remember... Besides my own house, when was the last time I had done that? So, there you go. Think about that. When was the last time you walked into somebody else's house smoking your pipe and there was uh, no issues about it? All right, let's get the show rolling. Everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in, and here we go. All right, for pipe parts, let me just recap. Um... All right, we all know of my uh, my love of uh, Disney, and in particular the Disney parks. Yes, we know I'm fascinated with my new little car. Um, besides that, uh, I enjoy all kinds of music, except for rap. And um, after this weekend, I'm confirmed that the ballet is not my thing. Uh, but the music of the ballet is wonderful, depending on the ballet. Um, for those of you that need a dress shirt, again, I... Every time you see me, I'm wearing a Thomas Pink Traveler dress shirt. And the Traveler series just has saved me a ton of money by not having to have them professionally cleaned every time I go anywhere. Literally wrinkle-free or almost wrinkle-free and just a quick touch-up. So a great, great item for anybody that needs a good dress shirt and doesn't want to spend any money on uh, having to get them cleaned. Um, Other than that, you know, movies fine, whatever, I can take them or leave them, um, 
but pipe related things there are a few things that i have become absolutely uh, that i consider to be absolutely mandatory um, one is the pipe cleaners that i use I, again when i was working with brigham and 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 then with mcbaron we had pipe cleaners made to my specifications and i still think those are the best pipe cleaners that you can get unless you're smoking a really severely bent pipe they're just the best i mean and i can't live without them i can't uh you know i i need those good pipe cleaners to navigate and keep my pipe moist or keep my pipe dry because i'm constantly running a pipe cleaner up the shank and up the stem during my smokes i need a good solid pipe cleaner um i've got some fancy lighters i've got some really nice lighters but again i keep going back to the dejeep lighter because i think for the price and for the size of them you can't beat them and because you simply don't get your thumb that near the flame and you can use them to flatten out your your starting of the pipe so again dejeep lighters uh tampers there's two different styles that I use. Uh, the black one that screws into each other that's got the tamper and the pick on separate pieces. I call it a three-piece pipe tool. And again, when I was working with Brigham, we designed those based off of my specifications. And then kept the cost down based off of my desires and needs to be a cheap bastard. Um, just a great pipe tamper to have with you wherever you go and again you don't get the ashes in your pockets uh, you know you don't have to worry about wiping off the foot of the tamper before you put it away in a pocket uh, desktop tampers and I've got one sitting here at the desk that I use for recording I've got two sitting at the desk that I use all day long for work one at the reclining chair and one in the ashtray of each car and a couple of spare ones but it's a brand called 8 Deco a uh, nice wide slightly concave foot to it with little holes in it so it doesn't smash out or doesn't tamp out the or dampen the entire flame uh, but I absolutely love them they're great tampers with good feel different kinds of styles not overly expensive you'll find them at smokingpipes.com uh, pipe bag wise you know what? When I was at Disney World, it was just a good felt uh, felt pipe sock and then into the fanny pack. But when I'm going out, I need a pipe bag that can carry uh, at least four or five pipes because that's my total for the day. Needs to carry backup tobacco and needs to be comfortable while I'm carrying it. So depending on how many pipes I want, for the day or for the trip that I'm going on, I might bring anything from my two-pipe bag up to my seven or my nine-pipe bag, just depending on how much tobacco I want to carry with me and how many pipes. Uh, a little secret, the nine-pipe bag, I never really put more than seven in it because I want the extra space for other tobaccos in there. Um, and then finally, I mean, my cleaning method. Yes, I travel with a small bottle of Everclear. Everclear is grain alcohol. I don't use the isopropyl or any of that stuff that's uh, drugstore related because it's got the uh, uh, it's petroleum based and it's got that stuff in it that makes you not want to drink it. Uh, and I think it leaves a little bit of a film in there. But I know a lot of pipe smokers that do use that. I make sure and I use Everclear. 
when I travel outside of the uh, outside of North Carolina, there are some states where it's illegal to have Everclear. So I've acquired a couple of very small, uh, you know, little single shot airline bottles of for vodka, and drank the vodka, and then put that in there. Um, speaking of drinks, of course I like bourbons and I like red wines. Um, it's getting to be uh, the end of bourbon season for me, though. Uh, but anyway, when I travel outside of the country or outside of the outside of the country or outside of the state of North Carolina, I transfer it into a small bottle that says Smirnoff Vodka because I don't want to get in trouble with it. All right, um, there's a few of my favorite things for you, mostly pipe related for you. I hope you enjoyed it. If you've got anything that's an absolute requirement that you need for your pipe smoking routine, let me know. Post them on the forums or on uh, post them on pipesmagazine.com on the radio show page. All right, in just a minute, John Fordham will be back with us. This is Internet Radio. What are you looking for in a pipe? Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 Collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well. The exotic cashmere, the sultry licoricea, and the striking Arcabellano red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today. Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show. And as I said, when we first had John on, I've got a bunch more questions for him. So back with us again is a pipe maker and world traveler, John Fordham of the Pipe Guild of Florida. John, welcome back. I'm glad to be back. All right. So there was a couple of things that you said in the uh, in the previous show that I wanted to go back on and I wanted to go back and touch on and a couple of new things. Um, one thing you said is your your packing technique. You pretty much just light the bowl once or twice and then you're straight through it. Uh, are you packing? So you're packing lighter than you used to, and I, get it to smoke straight through. I start off uh, fairly light. You know, I, I barely like they say like a baby. You know, it's. Uh, I put some tobacco in there. I push it down just just barely, and then I put another pinch of tobacco in there, a little bit harder, and then the very top part, uh, you know, I get a wad and then kind of like wedge it in, more like towards the sides and all, and uh, I don't really push down that hard, uh, but I, I really pack it, you know, and twist with my thumb until it's uh, pretty pretty much. Uh, you know, packed, you know, and laying down, you know. It'll still spring, but, you know, it's packed that way. Then when I light it, you know, everything kind of stands up a little bit. I get a good cherry going, you know, glow. And uh, after I smoke it a little bit, because it, it'll smoke quite a while that way. 
very lightly, then I twist my tamper across the top and make a bed of ashes. In the few pipe club meetings I've been to when I demonstrate this technique, what happens is that when you pass the match or your lighter across it, it's just like a charcoal, uh, uh, you know, barbecue, you know, it's like it just sort of goes poop and just lights right across the thing because you've got all these little particles of charcoal that light right up and uh, perfectly and evenly across the whole pipe. And as you're smoking, as you notice that uh, the pipe smoke starts to thin a little bit out, if you'll just take your tamper and very lightly just twist it around the sides and then maybe once or twice in the center, and the pipe smoke it, and you're drawing the whole time very slowly. Pipe smoke thickens up again, and you're you're off to another five minutes or so, you know. And I do that uh, all the way down through it. It's uh, usually most people I smoke pipes with. They're they're amazed that they they can smoke uh, usually two to three pipe uh, pipes, you know, uh, of tobacco, and uh, I'm still working on the one. I, I smoke very slowly. Uh, it's a combination of sipping occasionally, uh, a little bit of a draw. Um, and um, just take your time. That way the pipe smokes cooler. You taste more, uh, especially Balkans uh, stuff. Even Frog Morton, you know, that, that's, you know, you can get some uh, different stuff and uh, you appreciate your your. Your uh, florals better. Your uh, your aromatics are better. I mean, you know, it's uh, you know, you always smoke as slowly as you can. And in the beginning, you have to practice this: the packing, the the drawing, the smoking, the tamping. But after a while, it becomes second nature to where it takes a moment. Uh, one guy told me once. He says, "It just takes so long to fool the pipe." I said, I see you're going to smoke a cigar. He says, yeah. I said, well, go ahead and get it ready and light it up. And by the time he got it lit, I was already smoking the pipe. I mean, that's <laughs> how fast you can get going with a pipe and not break a sweat. I mean, it's just second nature to me. So you're, so with the tamper, you're rotating it between your finger and your thumbs and just spinning it on top I, of the ash? Yeah, I've got it between my two fingers, and I just twist, very lightly twist, very lightly. Uh, a lot of people just want to tap, you know, they want to keep hitting it. And when you hit it like that, you miss a lot of the walls of the pipe. That's one thing, um, you know. And the second thing is you, you tend to overpack it, and then if you overpack it, you're going to get some heat. Uh, I don't really get much heat out of the, out of the bowl. Uh, because of doing that light tamping. And if you do it properly, what you're doing is you're forming a seal across the top of the pipe. And that's what the pipe wants. Because when you form that seal, you get an even burn all the way down from the center all the way to the walls all the way around. And that's, after your pipe is broken, that's when you're going to get the best taste and towards the bottom, it just becomes just pure heaven. I mean, that's basically it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give that a try because I've never heard that before, and I'm now I'm excited to to give it a try and see the and see the results. Um, yeah, it, it works every time, really. It's uh, you know, you just uh, 
get a good charlie and very nicely you know twist and then the twisting uh it works for everything from flakes to because uh, I, I i'm one of those that when i have a good bob chocolate flake or something you know or floral or something in my flake pipes you know i just i just wad them in there like i make a cone and wad it in there then I make a point of getting it lit, and once you've got it lit, you take that tapper very lightly. You're making little tiny pieces of charcoal across the entire pipe just by that very light twisting. You know, you're you're pushing downward very little. You know, usually I tell people the weight of the tamper. It's a little bit more than that, but. You know, the weight of the tamper, if you keep that in your mind, you don't you don't keep pushing. Uh, that's the biggest mistake people make with pipe smoking. And it lends to it going out often, too much heat, and not a good smoke. Now, and, with, uh, with you living in Florida, do you dry your tobaccos down a little bit, or do you just smoke them at the moisture yeah. that you get them? Oh, yeah, I, I get... Uh, I just got in several cans of uh, Bob's Chocolate Flake, and the uh, first thing I did was open the cans up. That was about a week ago. Uh, and that's because of all the moisture that we have here, the humidity. And once it gets to a certain point where I can feel that it's still moist, you know, uh, I put it in a mason jar and date it, and it goes from there. I mean, I've got I've got some Virginias and even Burleys. Uh, I, I I love Burley, but I, I don't smoke any Burley that's not at least five years old right now. And same way with my Virginias, Greg uh, these Key Largos I've got here. Uh, well, at least next time I'm down in Florida, I know where I'm going to come and hang out for a little bit. Oh yeah, we can. We, we there's a hundred places we can go and have a great time. <laughs> Yeah. Now, uh, I also wanted to, wanted to ask you about your uh, all your worldly travels. Uh, are there any pipe shops that were remarkable or memorable for you? Oh, yeah. In Denmark, places like that. Um, uh, my memory is real bad, but it's, it's the famous uh, one that everybody knows of. Uh, you know, that, Dan Pipes, the... Um, um, uh, uh, you know all, all all these places and throughout Italy there were there are a good many pipe shops. Uh, um, however, um, I I don't remember any specific names. It's uh, a lot of the places were little holes in the wall. Uh, I generally did better in things that I was looking for in those places. You know, I, I would talk to the local people. If I saw somebody smoke on a pipe, an older guy. I would find somebody that, that could speak the language, and uh, he would interpret. And the guy would always, without fail, he'd send me right to the right place. It's just, it's like a bond that we have with other pipe smokers. I mean, whether I was in Italy, France, Germany, didn't matter. They, they'd send me there. Um, yeah, uh, you know, like I said, you know, it's a, uh, uh, you know, I smoke both filter and unfiltered pipes. But I'm very particular on unfiltered pipes. Um, I, you know, I have better pipes as a rule, you know, not, I'm not being hoity or, you know, uppity about it. I have some, uh, several Rainer Barbie pipes, one of the finest makers in the world that's ever lived, maybe ever will, uh, Carlos Scotty's pipes, um, you know, um, 
I've received gifts from both of them um, and information. And um, um, some of the finer pipes that I have from Italy, uh, I'd say in the last seven, eight years, Luigi Verprati pipes, you know, whether uh, uh, filtered or non-filtered, you can't go wrong. I mean, the guy's crazy, but he's a great pipe maker. <laughs> he's, okay? he's, he's the good kind of crazy. Well, he, he would just grin and, and you know, go, or something like that, you know, to me. Yeah, because I'm nobody to him, you know. <laughs> but he's everything to me. I mean, I've, his, his pipes are some of my favorite pipes. I have a ball filtered pipe that he made. I had to uh, touch it up with some color and open it just a little bit. Uh, but the, other than that, it's the perfect pipe. And it's a, a three-quarter bit. And, oh, what a gorgeous pipe. <laughs> uh, I've got a ring grave by Rainier Barbie. Uh, that I, I've got a macaw. One of his feathers is about the same weight as this pipe. Wow. But you have to think most like it's got one-inch walls, and it doesn't. It's a small apple, slightly bent. Uh, that man was a genius. Yeah. I mean, yeah, every uh, May... Um, uh, you know, every May, I, towards the end of May, I get sad. Um, I was talking to Carolyn that used to have the Pipe Smokers Emporium, and, uh, um, and I got so upset I couldn't talk for days. And she sent me a nice letter, you know, saying she didn't mean to upset me, but you know, I was really fond of Rainier Barbie. I really, that was a great man. He was a good guy, you know what I mean? But probably, you know, you just. Yeah, Mr. Rapati, you know, look at my pipe. What do you think? Yeah, keep making them. (laughs) Rainer would take the time to talk to you, you know, and end up the whole thing saying, that's good, huh? I mean, the man man was just full of life. And, uh, you know, we all go there, but, you know, just to see him take it, you know. You know, my pancreatitis, you know, it just just irritates the hell out of me. But... uh, but none of us get out of life alive, right? Death and taxes. And that's a uh, that, that's a perfect place for us to take a break when we come back. Tons more questions with John, so stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. My name is Shane Ireland, and I'm the pipe manager at SmokingPipes.com. It's my job to source and select the absolute best pipes from all over the world. We take collecting seriously, so you should think of us as your team of personal pipe shoppers. When you browse our site and make your selection, the pipe you've picked out has traveled from the maker to our merchandising and quality control department. It was then given to our highly skilled photographers, videographers, and copywriters before being carefully and lovingly packaged by our shipping team. The pipe you see is the pipe you get, and it's just the one you've been searching for. Whether you're on the hunt for that next special piece to add to your collection or would simply like a recommendation from our extensive selection of tobaccos, give us a call at 1-888-366-0345 and our friendly experts will be glad to assist you. We are quality. We are experts. We are collectors. We are SmokingPipes.com. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show with John Fordham. I, so, John, when you were in the Navy, 
uh, there was smoking was pretty much allowed anywhere on the ships. Oh yeah, yeah. If the smoking lamp was lit, you could yeah. fire up your pipe, you know. And, and believe me, we did on the cattail, you know, tail <laughs> on the catwalk. Yeah, I get the fantail and the cat mixed up all the time. We'd, uh, yeah, we'd go off a lot of times and watch the jets land, you know, on the deck, you know, when we were at sea. You know, and then the next thing you know, we'd be on a plane taking off for Addis Ababa or someplace, you know, it's because uh, we were constantly traveling, you know, doing shows all over the place, you know, which is a great thing for me. Um, but a humbling thing in many, many other ways. I, I met some really great people. Um, and, uh, you know, it's uh, everybody would just, you know, light up their pipes and smoke away. And the uh, they sold some pretty decent pipes, you know, usually factory made pipes, but uh, they were they were, they were good quality at very reasonable prices. So, and you'd uh, and you'd have some years. you'd have some decent tobaccos available on the ship too. Oh yeah, yeah, all the time, all the time. And there's something you liked. Uh, the butchers would make a, a a very big effort to make sure you got it. You know, and of course, if you couldn't find it, you know, you could write home and, you know, your girlfriend or somebody could send you a pound of it. And, you know, of course, you know, it'd last about a month because everybody borrow it, you know, <laughs> and then pay you later, you know, <laughs> never happened. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I got a lot of people smoking pipes, uh, uh, officers and uh, enlisted, uh, on the far stall. And, uh, uh, we were always TAD, temporary additional. You know, orders, you know, uh, because, you know, we never knew where we would end up. You know, let's, uh, uh, I said, they're smoking my pipe uh, in Tunisia and then stand up and play a night in Tunisia, sit down, smoke my pipe, and watch the belly dancers go at it. You know, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's just all over the place. You know, I sat in front of King Olaf of Norway. And uh, I'd have some Edgeworth or something in my sock, you know, uh, uh, you know, standing there in front of the King uh, Olaf and uh, Haile Selassie. And uh, uh, I remember one time uh, meeting Nikita Khrushchev. I, I had uh, I had a, a, a nice French pipe, and I can't remember the name on it to save my life, but uh, it was like a, a horn. I had that uh, tucked down uh, in my uh, in my bibs and. Uh, uh, and had a uh, sock full of uh, uh, Balkan of uh, some sort, you know, and uh, meeting him, you know, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's it's an interesting time, you know, and uh, the world was good then, even though you know it was the world going as such, you know, but uh, there were better times then, you know, and uh, uh, people weren't so politically correct, and uh, we didn't have such a liberal. You know, viewpoint and uh, people dying hard to be politically correct all the time. You know, uh, I'm not one to be politically correct, so <laughs> I'm a little right wing, and uh, that's okay. You know, there's room for me too. Now, when when you were younger, how much tobacco were you smoking a week versus how much are you smoking now? Oh, when I was. 14, it started off, I'd smoke a couple of bowls a day, um, you know, but I was told to smoke them slow. 
Uh, I was very good. I, I found out very early that you can light a pipe, put it down, come back to it two hours later, and it's better. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of times it was because a lot of the moisture had, uh, you know, burned off, and uh, you got more of a meld. You know, it's like, you know, I found out very early, you know, to take my tobacco and put it into uh, a bag or something and throw it up on the dash of the car, you know, and uh, uh, so, so it all sort of, you know, meld together, you know, and uh, and and, uh, and would blend up better, you know. It's uh, uh they're, they're good times. I I gained so much knowledge from older pipe smokers that would take the time. Um, sometimes I was puzzled because it would take so much time to make sure I did it right. And uh, my grandfather was that way too. He uh, the only chain smoking pipe smoker I knew. And uh, he he passed away just before ninety, um, um, and he was looking for his pipe when he went, uh, because it, it, at that moment, it, of course, it wasn't lit. Then, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I never remember the man without a lit pipe in his mouth, and a can of Edgeworth sitting there. And uh, I remember people in the family giving him a pipe. <laughs> He'd look at it. When everybody was gone, he'd, he'd toss it in the trash. All, all he wanted was his gun hill. Yeah. <laughs> and he just unmercifully would smoke that thing. Yeah. Now, how much are you smoking a, a, a day now, now? Now now I smoke about two to three bowls a day. You know, I smoke uh, generally uh, at least one bowl of... Uh, well, my wife and I have a... We, we, we have an understanding. If this got one millionth of part of Latakia and it she'll smell it. Yep. So inside the house I, I'm I'm restricted to uh, good quality aromatics of which aren't a problem for me because there are dozens but I love. Uh outside uh, all things are it's off man. Key Largo, you know, uh uh Frog Morton, uh Orientals, you know, Balkans <laughs> of all kinds, uh yeah, you know, Syrian Three Oaks, you know. You name it, I got it. I, I got about every Greg Peace blend I think there ever was. Um, you know, it's, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'm fortunate because I, ha I have a broad palette of taste that I, I really like. And uh, it's shocking, even Bob's Chocolate Flake, you can discern several flavors in there. And that, uh, you know, um, that I like, you know. Um, but, you know, it's just, I try to keep it to a few bowls a day. I remember when I was smoking about five bowls a day, I generally didn't, uh, you know, uh, I didn't uh, probably take the time I should with some of them. Uh, but, but I was hanging out with a, a group at that time of uh, people that were, you know, incessantly smoking a cigar or pipe, whatever. You know, I had a big pipe shop. Uh, it wasn't really a pipe shop. It was more of a cigar store yeah. that finally started selling some pipe tobacco and stuff. When they, when they saw that I was uh, doing a <laughs> business and fixing up old pipes and uh, selling them under their nose, uh, which I didn't mean to do. I wasn't competing with them, but they were jealous of the fact that, uh, I guess, that they thought I was getting money that they should get for their cigars. Um, 
Yeah, and it was that wasn't the case. You know, somebody would bring me a pipe and say, "Can you fix this up for me?" You know, or, or "Gee, I tried to do this and I put a hole in it." You know, "Can you fix this?" And I'd do it for the guy for five bucks or ten bucks. And next thing you know, I, I was overwhelmed again with uh, stuff, and I finally had to just quit going to the to the pipe store there, as a, uh, not pipe store, but cigar shop, and. Uh, you know, I, I, I've seen in this area here, I've seen four or five cigar stores, you know, start up. And within a year or two, you know, go out of business, you know. It's, uh, it's extremely trendy, you know, just like anything else. Uh, that's why I knew I, you know, would never depend because I, I knew I didn't have the time because when I had the time, I, you know, I was always so busy, you know, healthy mind, healthy body. I was either in school, at work. Um you know, raising kids, whatever. Uh, I've been very busy in my life, and a lot of people don't really follow that. In, but I can say I really have lived my life. I mean, if I went today, it's okay. I have lived. Uh, you know, it's uh, one of those things where, you know, you, you enjoy every moment like it's your last because it could be. You know, we never know. You know, it's like a shot in the dark. So, uh, you know, it's uh, when I was hanging out in the cigar store, stuff like that, I had to smoke a lot of cigars, smoke a lot of pipes, you know, and go through a lot of stuff. And uh, I think the unhealthy part, uh, probably, if you want to get into that, was probably the residual smoke because the guy wouldn't clean the walls and the, he never changed the filters in the place. And, Cigar smoke's much different than pipe smoke. You know, it's uh, not as kind. Yeah, let, let, speak, speaking of kind, let's go back, because I agree with your wife on the Latakia thing, because personally, I, I can't smoke it. And, but what are, your, what are your favorite aromatics? Oh, I, I like all the lean stuff. When I was going to school at Emory, uh, lean tobacco there in Georgia was right between me and Emory. And I'd stop off there all the time, and uh, they were very kind people. They showed me their processes and stuff, and they would give me so you know, they they hand me a pound of tobacco and say it's a sample, <laughs> you know, and um, it would be no charge, you know, because I'd, I'd get to talking with the guys and stuff, and I got to know them. Uh, but oh, I fell in love with things like, uh, well, most of their blends are pretty good. I mean, you know. BCA, you can mix with all kinds of stuff and improve it. It's okay by itself. Uh, we got a lot of people in this area that like BCA. I love 1Q. It's a very good tobacco. Um, I like, uh, um, yeah, it depends, you know. It's a, a RLP6, which is, you know, Captain Black, you know, such. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a, a love affair on and off of that. But I'd say one key is what probably one of my favorites, and it leads the world in the United States as far as uh, people like it. And I can see why. Yeah. Uh, there's the uh, uh, what's the pipe maker uh, up in Pennsylvania? Uh, uh, Boswell. Uh, um, Boswell. Boswell. Yeah, Boswell. Um, all of his uh, aromatics are really good and well made. I mean, he's got uh, one called Tea and. Uh, blackberry cobbler, you know, you name it, he's got it. You know, they're very good quality, very nice people, very, very, 
they are the salt of the earth. They're very good people. I'll put it that way. I like all of their aromatics. Uh, it's the only way I got back to smoking a cherry blend. Um, I like their cherry aromatic tobacco, and I asked them if they could, you know, maybe double up on the flavor. And uh, the son, you know, the main man there at the time, uh, um, he said, well, my dad says if you buy enough, maybe we can do that, okay? I said, good, I'll take 10 pounds, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, I just recently ran out of it. So, I mean, uh, um, it stuff just gets better as the years go. A lot of people say you can't age aromatics. It's not a thing of aging them. It's they, they meld and they get better. They're not like Virginia's where they actually cook and get sweeter and deeper and more mellow, okay? Burleys get better with age. Um, I've got, oh, God. Uh, I've got so many jars of uh, tobacco. <laughs> uh, my pipe cabinet is almost the height of the walls, and uh, it's meant for a very large TV. It's like an entertainment center. The upper part's full of pipes. The bottom part's full of aging tobaccos, mostly Virginia's and uh, some burleys and some mixtures. And then I'm surrounded by jars. And uh, over to my right, I've got uh, four or five chests of cigars, very good quality stuff, and uh, and many shelves of uh, jars of tobacco. I mean, you know, that I happen to like. I like Peter Stockaby Burley. Uh, I think it's the 702 early. That stuff just gets better every day. Now, do you uh, do you use uh, do you do you dedicate pipes to aromatics and then uh, and then pipes certain pipes for English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I do. Uh, I started with a Viprati pipe, that ball pipe I told you about. I uh, I had not dedicated pipes for. Most of my uh, time smoking pipes. Then a half dozen years ago, I, I got hold of some at Peter Stockaby Burley, and I had a brand new Viprati pipe, and I smoked it, and it was so good, it was like off the just off the hook. And I said, "Well, I'm just going to dedicate this pipe to that." So it's never had anything in it but Peter Stockaby Burley. So. <laughs> uh, and same way with Frog Morton. I've got one for the frog in the cellar. Um, the second one is uh, that I like is across the pond. And then on the bayou is another one I like. I've got one pipe that smokes Key Largo, a uh, great piece of uh, uh, tobacco. I really like Key Largo, but all of his tobaccos are good. But uh, I can understand uh, my first uh, outing with Latakia, too. I said, you know, I felt like they put a barbecue pit in my mouth. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't until I got some good quality stuff that uh, some of the Balkans, you know, you taste the... Uh, I'm not one for... Uh, there's one called Larry's Blend that's a very strong Latakia. It's the only strong one I really like. Most of the Latakia blends are, you know, the Latakia is the coolest, and you give it a little more fullness. It's not 
well, folks, here's Latakia, you know. Um, yeah, I'm not big on blends that are just 90% Latakia, I'll put it that way. Yeah. They have to have something for them. Well, John, that's a perfect place to wrap this up, and we'll finish it off with the fast five final questions, which I've not prepared you for, but you escaped the first time, and you're not escaping this time. So, there. Just what? Five questions, whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Mm, I'll give it my best. What is your favorite pipe? Um. One of my own, probably at this point. Um, past that, it'd have to be the uh, Prati and Barbie. And Vigo Nielsen, that's another one I can't uh, get past. Vigo Nielsen, the Danish pipe maker, a great, great pipe maker. Really made some fine pipes. Um, but I have to say, I've, I've got a lot of Stanwells, Castellos, Ardors. Uh, those are good pipes, too, and but they're, they're factory pipes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Except Castello and Ardor, they're sort of like a team of pipe makers get together and come out with a jewel, you know? So <laughs> they're sort of halfway factory, you know? They're, they're not a factory, they're like some of the factory, so. But uh, if I just had one, it'd have to be my Viprati. And what is your favorite tobacco? Um, at the moment, uh, it'd be one cue for uh, an aromatic and uh, or no bite delight by Boswell. Uh, his son um, came up with that. It's a great taste to it. Um, you never get tired of it. And um, on the other side of it, uh, they have to be frog. The frog Morton. The McClellan Frogmorton series. I like all of them. What is your favorite drink? Iced tea. Uh, sweetened or unsweetened? Unsweetened, and I put sweetened low in it, and even though it's unhealthy for me at this point, if it doesn't kill me, it only makes me stronger. <laughs> when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? Uh, good movie. Something moving. Yeah. And then, Hard to find me. <laughs> and then the last question is going to be the toughest for you, but is there a particularly favorite pipe smoking related memory that we haven't talked about? Oh, God. I've yeah. got so many of them. <laughs> Watching African sunsets. Uh, look on my face after I made my first pipe that smoked decently. <laughs> that was a great moment. Uh, uh, I'd had a few bad situations uh, when I was learning to make pipes. But, uh, yeah, that was a great moment. Yeah, And, you know, there have been many times. You know, it's two numbers to count. Um, and I'm very grateful for all of them. I think that's why I'm a pipe smoker. It just keeps repeating. And again, John's website is guildpipesflgildpipesfl.com. John, you can follow him on Facebook, and uh, it, it's been great having you back on the show again. 
Well, listen, thank you very much, and uh, I really appreciate it. You're doing a very good service uh, to, to pipe makers, uh, pipe lovers, and interesting people. It's, uh, and uh, people that are seeking information. It's a, it's a good show. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much, and we'll be back in just a minute. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. Since 1990, Cornell & Deal has been producing high-quality pipe tobacco, expertly blended by hand using time-honored methods, unique recipes, and no small amount of innovation. One example of such innovation is our bestseller, Autumn Evening. We start with whole leaf red Virginia and strip the stems by hand. The tobacco is then cut into ribbons and cooked for two days according to our unique recipe to create our special red Virginia Cavendish. Then we infuse the tobacco while it's still hot with our secret flavoring to achieve the sublime sweetness, deep flavor, and delightful aroma that makes autumn evening so well loved by our loyal customers and everyone around them as they enjoy this very special blend. Cornell and Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. It's a labor of love. Contact your local or online retailer for information. This is Internet Radio. We are back, and again, I want to thank John for jumping in there and uh, and saving us in a pinch tonight. Um, also, you know, got a got a new tamping technique to play with. So um, there you go. Always something to learn. Um, all right, coming up, don't forget JDRF auctions are coming up in a couple of weeks. The JDR fundraiser will kick it off a little bit, uh, a little bit later than last year, but that's okay. If you've got something that you'd like to donate, please email me or let me know, uh, somehow tweet me. I don't know. Find some way. Would appreciate it all. We're a little lighter this year on uh, donations than we were last year. All right, directly into the mailbag, and this goes back to uh, three or four weeks ago with Shane on, and Dino writes, A delightful show for IPSD. Shane was the perfect choice for a conversation. I really enjoyed his behind-the-curtain look at smoking pipes. Here's an amazing coincidence. While listening to the show each week, I surf smoking pipes. I do not need another pipe, ever, I tell myself, yet I still enjoy leering it. Pictures of comely pipes. <laughs> you know what, Dino? I still leer at pictures of pipes, too, and I don't need another one, but we'll have more on that in just a minute. Uh, Dino goes on to write, uh, One week I saw a bizarre Peterson, a B7, Donegal, Rocky, and nearly plots. I had to have it. <laughs> and that's the very pipe I filled with Samovar to smoke today before the show in honor of IPSD. A shout-out Shane, to Shane for getting this unique gem from Peterson. What a truly strange and wonderful connection to the show for me. Thanks, Dino. You're welcome. Uh, and then Newbroom says, uh, Part of what kept me going when I first started with a pipe was the infectious enthusiasm of guys like Shane. It is maybe more than luck that some people find their way to pipes at an early age. There is destiny involved, and it is for those, for these individuals to carry the spark most effectively. My question for Shane. You mentioned your grandpa and also that you went out to buy a pipe as soon as you were old enough. Was your grandfather around to share that experience with you? Many more happy smokes, Mike. Um, and then Shane piped in and answered. 
Uh, thanks so much for listening, gentlemen. Dino, great choice on the Donegal B7. I love the funkier shapes from Peterson, and it's been a pleasure digging through their reserves in the hopes of having some seldom-seen shapes become more readily available. I'll be back in Dublin next month, and I can't wait to get back out on the factory floor, although the workers could probably do without me pestering them all day. <laughs> yeah, but I would imagine. Maybe you're there for St. Patrick's Day. Um, anyway, he goes on to write, Mike, uh, to answer your question, yes, my grandfather was the first person that I spoke to after buying my first pipe. He had quit smoking by then, but was still able to offer me some guidance in both method, technique, as well as tobacco choices. To this day, whenever I see him, he insists on smelling whatever tobacco I have on me and to see new pipes that I've added to my collection. That's great. Um, Scott Thiele writes, uh, Fantastic show. Brian Shane is a great guy with an infectious enthusiasm for pipes. Perfect fit for his position at Smoking Pipes and a whole lot of fun to be around. I really enjoyed the interview. Shane was the perfect guest for International Pipe Smoking Day. And uh, Meza Duomo writes, uh, good show. I think Shane was one of the best guests you've had, Brian. I agree. Uh, and then he says, uh, Scott Thiele captured Shane perfectly. Infectious enthusiasm is exactly the right phrase. Best wishes in your new position. Thank you. And then Voorhees says, if I worked for smoking pipes, I'd have uh, proxy buyers for pipes. I couldn't buy for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I'll warn you about the uh, proxy buyer thing, though, because since every pipe is photographed and measured, if it shows up in your mouth and you didn't wait the right amount of time and you end up with it, they'll know about it. Uh, going forward to the show with Bill Shalosky, Scott writes, Yet another fantastic show. Brian Bill is a great guy and an excellent pipe maker. It's been great to see him hit his stride after the move to Nashville. Uh, I loved hearing Yo-Yo Ma, Edgar, and Chris play Bach in the music segment. I'm going to interject here. Uh, Scott, could it possibly be that that's because Chris is your son? Um, anyway, um, I'm really looking forward to the release of that project in April, and it's been great fun to see you enjoying yourself and your pipes at Disney World this week. Looking forward to hearing about your new gig when time comes. Um yeah, so uh, I hope some of you saw the uh, the little quick videos that I did a couple from uh, some of the smoking areas. I tried to hit the uh, highlight of a smoking area and the <laughs> low light of a smoking area for you all. Anyway, they're on my Facebook page. You can go there and check them out, uh, as well as the uh, last two uh, pipe chat lives that we've done, which I guess I should do uh, should do another one pretty soon. Uh, anyway, going on with the uh, episode with Bill on it, Casey Ghost writes, Another good show, great interview with Bill Shalosky. The interview is like listening to two old buds talking. He's a fine pipe maker. If only a guy could make money at it. Yeah. Uh, the music was interesting, if a little different. Every time you go to Disney World, I can't help but think of Mike McNeil and the Fabled Brick. <laughs> yeah, Fabled Brick, one of the good stories of a pipe show. Um, anyway, good find on the article, debunking secondhand smoke, but it isn't going to do us a lot of good. The public isn't going to believe it. Uh, you may be right. It may be a little far along the bend here for us to uh, reverse too much of the uh, bad PR. And then uh, finally, going back to last week with John on, New Broom writes, Brian, I did enjoy the conversation and found the time it took to listen just seemed to slip away on wisps of pipe smoke. 
I look forward to any and all further conversations we might share with Mr. Fordham. Good luck with your new job. Yeah, I, you know, I listen to the show again, and like I do with all of them, and uh, well, I'll <laughs> uh, Casey Ghost comments on it, but um, it was really easy to just listen to John, and John's got tons of information, and he's very well spoken. Uh, Voorhees writes on it, nice interview, glad to hear he'd come back for another, congrats on the new job, thank you. And then Casey Ghost writes, I could say nice interview, but since you spoke only four times during the interview, I could just call it a monologue. I wish you'd give the age of people you have on. I've never heard of John Fordham, so I figured he was young, and he sounded young, but when you added up the things he's done... Uh, he has to be over 70. He was a very coherent speaker and kept on point the whole time he was uh, relating his story. Um, I believe he's, uh, I believe he was in the military in the 1970s. So there, that'll give you a hint. And then uh, finally, so Chuck emailed me and he said, I heard Brian Levine say that everything smokes sweeter in a Smeo Sato. Since he is the leading expert on his own opinion, I ask, why do you think that is? Is it the finish? Uh, here's my answer. I think it is the Arushi lacquer. And again, the, the care and time that it takes to put on the 20 to 30 hand-applied layers of Arushi lacquer. And the fact that the fumes from the Arushi lacquer are toxic. And in order for it to dry correctly, it has to be done at the right temperatures and humidities and you can only do one layer then wait 24 to 36 hours do another layer uh, just something about the way that lacquer finish helps the pipe breathe and possibly the fact that sato might be working with some extremely old pieces of briar just makes all my uh, virginia periques just smoke really sweet um can't explain it. I, I can say that I, I was talking to Chuck Stanion, and again, I got to see his pipe collection, and he and I have very similar taste in pipes and uh, similar taste in tobaccos, except I deviate when it comes to the Satos. I really don't have anything that's really bent or highly stylized until you get to the Sato pipes. So there's a, I don't know what it is. They're just magic for me. I absolutely enjoy them. And uh, I'm not afraid to take a really nice pipe like that out and tote it around all day at Disney World because it just made the day a whole lot sweeter the day that I smoked it. Um, do any of you have a uh, have a pipe maker that, for some reason, or a pipe brand that just works better for you? I'm sure you. I'm sure you do. I'm sure everybody finds something magic in something that works exactly for them. Uh, I'd be surprised if any of you said, you know, I get the same taste out of every pipe brand I smoke. So, there you go. Love to hear your comments. Again, email me, brian, at pipesmagazine.com or post them on the forums at uh, the Pipes Magazine radio show page on pipesmagazine.com. Uh, coming up, pipe show in uh, Raleigh, April 8th, and then the big pipe show in... Uh, Outside of Chicago, St. Charles, Illinois, is the first weekend in May. And if I'm looking at my calendar, we are now uh, eight weeks away. Less than eight weeks away. Wow. It's already going to be springtime. 
spring is in the air and I'm looking forward to getting out on the front porch and smoking again and uh, getting some warm weather. <laughs> all right, that'll do it for all that rambling. In uh, just a minute, after a little bit of fun here, rant time. I'm old and I'm not happy. Everything today is improved and I don't like it. I hate it. In my day, we didn't have fancy tobaccos. If you wanted to smoke something, you took grass clippings and smoked them. It burned your mouth, seared your nostrils, made your eyes water, and tasted like horse manure. And you liked it. You loved it. Whoopee! We didn't have cured briar pipes that you could clench or hold in your hand. No, we had stone pipes that broke your teeth and gave you third-degree burns. There was nothing you could do about it. You were a toothless burn freak. Children would scream and run away from you. You were a public menace, a walking, pipe-smoking freak show. And that's the way it was, and we liked it. We loved it. Hallelujah, look at me. I'm a toothless burn victim. Oh, happy day. Not like today, everybody feeling good about themselves. I hate it. In my day, we didn't have pipe lighters or matches. If you wanted to light your pipe, you had to rub two sticks together. It took 45 minutes just to light your pipe, and that's the way we liked it. We used kerosene to light our pipes, and we would immediately burst into flames, and we liked it. We loved it. I, too, am old and I'm grumpy, and I'm old and grumpy because of Blue Cross Blue Shield, the health insurance plan that my daughter is on, and here's why. All right, at the beginning of the year, we got a notification from them that the rates were going to change, blah, 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 blah. And then we called to find out about a certain amount of her test strips and uh, or, you know, certain her prescriptions. Well, they told us that the, the test strips and the meter that she uses is no longer covered under their prescription plan and that we'd have to change meters. And we'd have to change test strips. Now, never mind that Blue Cross Blue Shield, none of them are doctors, they're all insurance people, but this is the meter and the test strips that she has to use five to seven times a day to prick her finger and test her blood sugar. I think she or a doctor are a better choice of which ones she's more comfortable with, but no, Blue Cross Blue Shield said, we're going to make you change and you've got to change to this one. Well, we went online and found hers, the ones that she likes, by going through one of their uh, one of their discount programs, found them for cheaper, cheaper than what our own insurance could provide them for, and this was without any insurance. So figure that one out. Now, fast forward to last week, she goes to refill her long-lasting insulin because she needs to take two kinds of insulin every day: a long-lasting one once a day, and then a fast-acting one regularly. And they said. Oh, that's gone up. That's no longer covered under the prescription plan. It's covered under the copay plan, and it's going to be $200 until the uh, until your $7,000 whatever is met. Well, bullshit. Bullshit, because we called and said, what is it? It's tier whatever. Oh, no, that person misspoke. No, that person quoted us exactly what it was. Well, I'm tired of the insurance companies telling patients and doctors what, pres what prescriptions they should 
be taking. You know what? This is going to be a long year of me battling them. I'm going to be working from home a little more often. I've got a little more free time to uh, sit down and email people. And I'm going on a tear. And if you don't like rants that are insurance and healthcare related, I'll warn you at the uh, at the outset of each show which one's which because I'm going to unload on these people like they've never had unloaded on before. Blue Cross and Blue Shield, if you're listening, I'm coming for you. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. Again, if you're on iTunes or Stitcher, please leave us a rating or review. We would appreciate that. If you're a member of a pipe club, hey, keep going to the pipe club and uh, share the Pipes Magazine radio show. Share it on the forums. Share it wherever you find it. Let's keep the go. Keep it. Keep sharing the love. All right, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you again to John for uh, joining me. And until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to You are the leading asshole in the state.